What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. In today's episode, I am going to give you the simplest way to make progress without tracking macros. Probably one of the most common questions that I get because for some, tracking macros can be quite triggering and obsessive and create some stress. Now, here's what I will say. If that has happened to you in the past, That does not mean that it is going to happen to you in the present. Hopefully, you have done some work on yourself and your relationship with food, and you can revisit your relationship with tracking macros. But for some, it can lead to disordered behaviors. I've been on both sides. I've been in a situation where tracking macros created obsessive tendencies and disordered behaviors, and then I took a break was able to work on my relationship with food and then revisit the concept of tracking macros with success. So it can be done. Sometimes you just have to take a break from the thing, work on yourself and then revisit the thing. And that goes for the scale that goes for anything that may like, it's never the tool or the object, right? Like the scale is just a device. It's not inherently triggering. It's not inherently obsessive tracking macros. It's just a tool. It's a measuring system. That would be like saying you have a poor relationship with a ruler. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. It's the same concept. It's it's your interpretation and perception of that tool, of that measuring device. So that's not to say that the issues aren't real. That's just to say that there's some internal stuff that needs to be worked out before you revisit that relationship, because sometimes taking a break from a relationship is the best thing that you can do for the health of the relationship. Anyway, I'm going to give you a very, very simple strategy for not tracking if you want to see some progress. And it's going to be so simple that you probably won't do it and you'll probably roll your eyes. But if you do, if you do try it, I think you'll be happy with the results. Anyway. First, I got to give away some free stuff because it's what we do every week. If you leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you are eligible to win a free supplement of your choice from one of our sponsors, Cured, Organifi, or our brand new sponsor, Legion Athletics, which just opened up the door to so many options, and you get to take your pick of whatever product you want from any of our sponsors. And the winner, we had a decent amount of reviews this week. It looks like we have three, five. Uh, That's not that many. (laughs) Five. It's about average. Anyway, the winner is MelCCRT456, M-E-L-C-C-R-T456. And the title of the review says, Amazing Delivery. The review reads, Mike puts great information out there in a way that is easy to absorb and understandable. He's so relatable and seems very easygoing. I love to binge listen to his content to improve my health journey. Thanks, Mike. No, thank you. That is very kind. I would like to say that I am easygoing. I think I'm easygoing. I think people who know me pretty well would agree. But uh, Mel, CCRT456, I appreciate you. Email me, mike at peakoptimizationperformance.com. 
and let me know which product you want to try from Organifi Cured or Legion Athletics, and I will get you all hooked up. And by the way, if you go to any of our sponsors, if you go to their websites, go to curednutrition.com, if you go to organify.com, if you go to legionathletics.com, the code is always POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M, and you get a massive discount, like 20%. I think Cured is 15%. Legion and Organifi are 20%. But uh, yeah, that's the way that it works. So if you want to be eligible for the for next week, just open up your phone and go to the podcast app and hit the search button and type in Mind Over Macros. And then you're going to scroll until you see the ratings and reviews. You're going to tap Write a review, hit the five stars, say a little something, and that's it. You're eligible. You can always share as well on Instagram. You can take a screenshot of the episode and post it to your stories and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And if you subscribe to the show, it's probably the most beneficial thing that you can do. So whatever platform you listen to, uh, you listen to the show on, just find that button. Like, subscribe, follow. I think it's usually a subscribe button. And you'll be notified of new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right, let's talk about making progress without tracking macros. Um, This is something that I was reminded of. I actually used to talk about this more frequently when I was getting over my own issues with tracking macros. And I started to implement this concept. And then I got back into tracking macros. Now I track probably for like, I don't know, maybe four months out of the year, but, and, and I don't have to follow this, this concept anymore, but I was reminded of it because yesterday I'm recording this on Monday, July 31st, by the way, I should mention, this is going to be a quick side tangent tomorrow, August 1st, the, this episode will come out on August 2nd, but tomorrow, August 1st, is the five-year anniversary of POP, which is absolutely insane. It is crazy to think that it's been five years. Sometimes it feels like it's been one year. Sometimes it feels like it's been 20 years, but uh, it is five years since I started this crazy business and uh, could have never in a million years have imagined all of the shit that we would have been through the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, all of the stuff. Um, you know, the, the people that I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, the people that have come and gone, it's just, it's really crazy to, to sit back and reflect on the past, on the, on the past five years and, uh, how it all came to be. It's just, man, that, uh, it's, it's also Ellie's first birthday tomorrow as well. So, uh, ironically, our Frenchie shares a birthday with my business. So Ellie turns one, Pop turns five. But yeah, that it was just, um, it really is crazy because to have, you know, we're, we're two weeks post wedding, Mel and I, and she was a big, big catalyst for me starting this business. I was, you know, we, we started out as friends and, you know, those, those are the best relationships that start out as friendships. And, you know, she just always had this like unwavering belief in me and was like, 
sometimes you need to borrow confidence from somebody else to have confidence in yourself. And that was definitely the case when I was in this situation where I was working for another company and I was really unhappy with the way that they were operating and just did not align with their whole methodology. It was very misleading, a lot of sleazy marketing tactics. A lot of people were unhappy. It was poor customer service. Uh, that's what happens when the company is led by a narcissist. So um, not a fun experience. I mean, I learned a lot and uh, I, I'm definitely grateful for the time that I spent because I learned a lot about what not to do and I made some good relationships along the way. But then the carpet was pulled out from under me. I've told this story a bunch. It was an ugly, ugly breakup. I don't think that it needed to be nearly that bad, but um, it happened. And the, the most important thing is that I forgive and I've moved on, but I never forget. I never will forget how I felt in that moment of being fired, having my idea stolen. I owned 2% of that company, which was taken from me. I was told if I had a problem with that to sue. I certainly did not have the money to sue after going through a separation and divorce and moving across the country twice. I was, I think, taken advantage of because of that. I knew, um, I think the owner knew that I was in a financial bind given that he had insight into my personal life and uh, was like, yeah, sue me. It was, it was actually the exact words, well, then fucking sue me uh, were the exact words. And my grandfather had passed away. And uh, Mel was a big catalyst for me having the confidence to start this crazy thing. And she was like, now you can do things your way. And I did. And here we are five years later. And I, it's just absolutely insane to think that it's been five years. We'll probably do something special for, for the five-year popiversary. Anyway, thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the journey. I didn't expect, I just literally just hit me the fact that tomorrow is the five-year anniversary. And uh, that's that's the side tangent. But anyway, um, the reason why I thought of this, this concept was because yesterday we had our kickoff call for the challenge. And somebody had asked the question about, about their protein target and was trying to kind of quantify what this was a guy who has, I think his protein target was like 200 grams or 210 grams or something like that. And he was trying to quantify it as like, how much food is that? And I was like, oh shit, that, that reminded me of a concept that I used to implement for myself when I was struggling with macros. Because at the end of the day, what's most important is protein and total calories. Now, I'm going to say that with the understanding that food quality matters a lot. If you want to live long, if you want to be healthy, if you want to be fit, embrace the fact that you get to choose high quality food options. Like just, just get there mentally. Just get there mentally that quality food, like whole quality food sources make up most of your diet. I'm not talking about being on a diet. I'm talking about diet in the context of the foods that you eat, which is the definition of diet. It's just the foods that you eat and the drinks that you drink. That's it. That's the definition. So when I say that, I'm talking about the foods that you eat and the drinks that you drink. Just think high quality food, whole 
food sources, fruit, veggies, protein, starches like rice, potatoes, olive oil, avocado, right? Just you understand what quality food looks like. Just embrace the fact that that is the bulk of what you eat. So anyway, most important, protein and calories. When it, when it comes to body composition, if you are eating your, pro, you know, eating enough protein and you are within a specific calorie range, it doesn't really matter where carbs and fats fall. Now there are obviously exceptions and extenuating circumstances where we do have to be more particular, but for the average person who just wants to be more fit, leaner, improve body composition, drop some body fat and maintain it, protein and calories will get you, let's call it 90% of the way there from a nutritional standpoint. Of course, I'm not talking about training. I'm not talking about walking. Like all of these things matter. That's why we want to build a nice foundation of healthy habits, but nutritionally, protein and calories. However, if you are not tracking, then that is like, you know, begs the question, how do we know if we're in our calorie range and how do we know if we're in our protein range? So here is a simple way of doing that. It doesn't require much thought. You'll probably roll your eyes, but anyway. Start with your protein target. And if you don't know your protein target, just take your body goal weight and multiply it by one. And that's your grams of protein. So if you are currently 250 pounds and you would like to be 200 pounds, then your body goal weight is, or your protein target is 200 grams. Goal weight, 200 multiplied by one. I went, I went to University of Maryland, so I can do this math. 200 times one is 200. So you're going to eat 200 grams of protein per day. That's your target, but you're not going to track it and tell you what to do instead. Now, let's say that you are, you know, a petite woman and you are a hundred pounds and that's where you want to stay. Then you would be eating a hundred grams of protein per day. It's very straightforward. And I'm using those two examples because mental math. I'm on a podcast. I don't edit anything. And uh, I'm, I'm just kind of rolling with it here. So I'm trying to keep the numbers nice and clean for my own sanity. I want to take a brief pause in this conversation to tell you how much of a game changer Cured has been for my sleep and my wind down routine and my anxiety, which has been quite high. I've been going through some stress in my life, in my business, and having to make some some business decisions that are not easy and anxiety has been a lot higher. I'm working with more, more coaches right now and I'm, I'm really like in the trenches and, uh, I care a lot about the quality of work that I do. And because of that, I put pressure on myself and that leads to stress and anxiety. And so I've been leaning heavily on cured to help manage that. The calm caps are what I use to manage anxiety. The serenity gummies are what I use to help with my sleep routine. And if it weren't for that, I don't know if I'd be sleeping very much, but it's been, a, it's been a huge help in the, and just like putting my brain at ease every single night, because I can, I can always tell it's typically right around like eight o'clock after dinner, starting to wind down. And then my brain starts racing and I get all this anxious energy 
And sometimes I'll take the calm caps and then I'll take the serenity gummies. Um, normally I'll take the calm caps during the day if anxiety is higher and then the serenity gummies are for night. Um, it's been a huge, huge help in managing stress and reducing anxiety and just keeping me in a sane state and uh, cured some of the best people ever. I'm actually going out to Colorado for a retreat with with the cured partners and um, I'm really looking forward to connecting with those guys and and uh, and the women over there, men and women over at Cured. And uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun to be with like-minded people who are health focused, who uh, are are trying to do some good in the world, and share a common vision in that regard. So uh, you know that you're getting the best quality from the best humans, which is always important to me. If you go to curednutrition.com. And use code POPFAM, P-O-P-F-A-M. You can get 15% off any of their products. I highly recommend the Calm Caps if you're struggling with anxiety, Serenity Gummies if you're struggling sleep, and uh, take a look at their their line of products. If you go to curednutrition.com, you can just browse through all of the products that they have and see if there's something that might help you if you're struggling with stress management, anxiety, sleep, um, all of that. They have you know the best of the best like truly the best ingredients, the best people. So you know you're in good hands. Go to curednutrition.com, use code POPFAM, and let's get back to the episode. All right, so let's start with the 100 grams of protein example. Four ounces of meat. Now, I'm talking like fish, beef, turkey, chicken, any kind of protein source like that. Real whole food protein source. I'm not talking about something that's kind of like pseudo protein, talking about straight up protein, salmon, chicken, beef, bison, steak, right? Turkey, any of these things, pork, about four ounces will be about 25 grams of protein on average. Now there will be some variation there, but we don't care. We're not trying to be exact. We're not trying to be perfect. This is just a simple way of creating meals to make progress without tracking. So four ounces is approximately 25 grams of protein. Again, some will be less depending on the food source, depending on the protein source. Some will be more depending on the protein source. It does not matter. We're going to stick with this number because it gets you close enough. Four ounces, 25 grams of protein. So if you have a meal with four ounces of protein, you are a quarter of the way to your target, right? So a very simple strategy would be one pound of protein for the day. And it doesn't matter how you create that one pound. Let's say that you're somebody who doesn't eat as frequently and you just want three meals. Well, that would be like a third of a pound of protein with each meal. Let's say you want a fourth meal, then that would be a quarter of a pound or four ounces of protein with each meal. But if you know that you have a pound, you can shop accordingly, right? Let's say you get a half a pound of chicken. You could divide that into two and then you can have chicken twice and have four meals total and get to your one pound of protein for the day. Or 
you can get a quarter of a pound of chicken, a quarter of a pound of beef, a quarter of a pound of salmon, right? Understand the concept is simply that you're going to eat one pound of protein with every single, uh, with every single day. One pound of, I was going to say meal. That would be a lot. One pound of protein per day. And it can be broken into two meals. It can be broken into three. It can be broken into four. It doesn't matter. You don't have to track anything. It's literally just a pound of protein. Now for the 200 gram example, how do we get from 100 grams to 200 grams? We multiply it by two. So if 100 grams was a pound, 200 grams is two pounds. Same exact concept. If you need to hit 200 grams of protein, by the way, this is often what I do when I'm cutting and I'm not tracking. It is really freaking simple. Usually I'll go very high on protein. So usually I'll go up to 250 grams of protein. That's just a personal preference because I like to be satiated and full when I am dieting, when I'm trying to cut, which just means that I'm eating 2.5 pounds, two and a half pounds of protein for the day. And oftentimes I'll do like bulk protein services where I can get you know, like a big pre-cooked thing of ground beef and steak and salmon and chicken and whatever, um, or just at the grocery store, I'll get a pound of beef. And then I know that if I eat that pound of beef, then I only have 1.5 additional pounds of protein for the rest of the day to get to my 250 grams. So that's how you take care of protein. It's It's actually that simple. You don't have to track. You can just look at How much do you need to eat as a whole throughout the day? 150 grams, 1.5 pounds. 125 grams, 1.25 pounds. It's really actually simple. Okay, so now that we've got that covered. Now, real quick, if you are somebody that likes to do protein powder, then just substitute because most protein powder is going to be right around the same amount. One scoop or one serving size of protein powder is typically going to be right around 25 to 30 grams. You're going to be in the same vicinity. So instead of the beef or the chicken or the steak or the turkey or the salmon or the tuna or whatever, you're just going to go with the protein powder and you can use it in a shake or whatever. So it's pretty simple. So instead of the, let's say two pounds, maybe you would do like 1.75 pounds of, of protein with food and then one scoop or one serving of your protein powder to get to two pounds total, if that makes sense. Super simple. Now, when you understand how to split up your meals, let's say that you're doing 200 pounds, or I'm sorry, let's say that you are doing 200 grams of protein, which is two pounds of protein, How do you split up those meals? Let's say you want to do it in four meals. Okay. So that would be 50 grams. It would basically be half a pound per meal. If you're going to get to two pounds, um, this is usually what I do. I usually split it up, split it up into about five meals, sometimes four, but usually it's five. And if I'm doing two and a half pounds of protein, I'll do five meals, eight ounces, half a pound every meal. Super simple. Okay. So now. You've got the number of meals and you are dividing up your protein accordingly. Now, 
all you do is you put together your meals like this. Every meal has a serving of veggies and or fruit. And then you add a fat source. And from your fat sources, just stick with some that you like. Avocado, olive oil, coconut oil, grass-fed butter, nuts, seeds. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Olives are great. So you just pick and you do pretty much like a thumb size serving of fat. So thumb size portion, you can eyeball it. Thumb size portion of olive oil, coconut oil, um, or you can do like a half an avocado, or you can do, you know, a few nuts. You can do a few olives, whatever. It doesn't have to be perfect. So you've got your, your fruit, your veg, or one or the other. And then you've got your fat source. Now, if you go with just veggies and no fruit, you've got your fat source, you can also add a starch. And again, just keep the selections simple. Rice, potatoes, oats, squash. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated. Whole quality food sources. And that's how you put together all of your meals. And then what's going to happen is you're going to make progress. And if you're not making progress, all you do is cut back on the starch or fat. That's it. Because it means that you're probably including too much. You're pro low for the starches. I didn't give you the size. You would basically do like a fist size portion. Or you can do like a cupped handful, whatever. Just eyeball it about the size of your fist or cupped hands. It doesn't have to be exact, but you do your rice, your potatoes, your veggies, right? Rice or potatoes. You do your veggies. If you have, you know, you can use fruit as your carb source and you have your protein and you have your fat. And that's how you put together all of your meals. And you're going to make progress or you're going to adjust very simply by reducing the amount of starch. So let's just say you did four meals, right? This is very easy. It's actually really simple. Let's just say you're doing four meals. And let's say you're hitting, we'll, we'll go back to 100 grams of protein. So you're having a pound of protein throughout the day, four meals with four ounces. And each meal, you're going to do four ounces of protein. You're going to do your veggies. You don't have to, uh, you know, just put however many veggies you want. You're going to do your little fat source. You're going to do fruit or starch. And you're going to do that with each meal. Let's say you're not making progress after like, Two weeks of that, and you're looking at your progress, like things aren't working out. I, I need to change because I want to see more progress. Take the starch out from one or two meals, and now just have your protein, veggies, and fat. That's it. And now you'll start making progress. Or you can remove the fat from one meal. That's it. It's, it's really, really simple. And it works insanely well. Now, the key is you actually have to be eating enough protein because that's what's going to keep you satiated. And then the biggest challenge that people have with this protocol is that they want a snack and they want to take 
you know, chips out of the bag and whatever else. If you're going to do that, just use that as your carb source. And again, just look at the size, estimate about a fist size and put it on there. And that's your carb source. So you don't have to eat it. Like if you're somebody that actually likes to snack. So instead of the starch, you remove that from the meal. And then let's say you have like a little fist size of potato chips because you want a snack. You don't have to have it at the exact time of your meal. Let's say you eat your meal and then you're like, you know what? I kind of want to snack a little bit. You've got your fist size of potato chips and that's it. That counted as the starch. But now again, remember, if you're not making progress, you have to adjust somewhere. So you can probably pull the starch. But that's the biggest thing is people struggle with snacking. What helps me with snacking is making sure that my first meal is extra high protein. And this works like a charm for me. I always strive a big appetite and I can put away a lot of food. And so when I am dieting, it impacts me a lot. Just ask Mel, she'll tell you, she'll tell you all the horror stories of how terrible it is to be around me when I'm dieting. Cause I like to eat. I like food. I don't like to be restricted when I'm cutting. It sucks. But what I do is what I figured out is that if I take my normal protein total and I like double it for breakfast, I'm good. I can have like 60 to 70 grams of protein with breakfast and that completely shuts down my urge to snack. I don't like normally I'm in the pantry. I'm taking potato chips out of the bag. I'm taking pretzels out of the container. Um, Normally, I am a big time snacker, but when I have my ultra high protein breakfast, it completely shuts down my urge to snack. That's, that's it. That's, it's actually that simple. Take the total amount of protein that you want to eat for the day, figure out how many pounds Maybe it's one pound if it's a 100-gram target. could be 1.5 pounds of protein if it's a 150-gram target. Figure out your goal body weight times one. That's how many grams of protein you're going to try to target. You don't have to track it. You don't have to weigh and measure. You just know the total amount of protein that you're going to eat per day. And you can, of course, substitute. If you're going to do a shake with my meal strategy, you do the same exact thing. Almond milk fruit. You could do some frozen spinach, scoop of protein, and then your fat source could be like almond butter. Super simple, delicious. Throw in some strawberries and bananas, frozen spinach, almond butter. You're good to go. That can replace one of the meals. It is the easiest way, the easiest way of making progress without tracking. It is so simple that most people don't do it. Most people try to overcomplicate things and they think that there's no way that this could possibly work, except it does. I've had a lot of success with this personally. I've had a lot of success with clients who didn't want to track and we just broke it down. Here's what your meals look like. Here's an easy way of putting them together. And by the way, it really, really helps to have some go-to meals. Like my, my high protein breakfast is the same thing every day. No, I don't get sick of it. I actually look forward to it because it is filling. It's delicious. It gives me everything that I need. And I can have a little bit of variety 
because I do this big egg scramble and I'll do like three, sometimes four eggs, some feta cheese, a bunch of veggies, some turkey bacon, and then I'll put in whatever meat we had from the night before. So sometimes the scramble has ground beef. Sometimes it has ground turkey. Sometimes it has shredded chicken. Sometimes it has salmon. It just depends on what we had. And I'll just throw it in and I'll get like 60 to 70 grams of protein with my breakfast. And it keeps me full for a long ass time. It is super helpful, especially when I'm cutting and I'm not tracking. And I did most of my fat loss for the wedding without tracking most of it, like, like 80% of it. I tracked for a little bit. I just didn't want to do it. And then I went back to the strategy and it worked really well. So it's easy. It's simple. You just got to get over the fact that your, your brain is probably going to resist it. You're like, yeah, that's too easy. That can't work. Um, yes, it does. It works. Trust me. Try it. So hopefully it made sense. Hopefully that's something tangible that you can walk away with and actually apply for yourself. And uh, I would love to hear if you do. If you do that, if you try it, see what happens. If you need help and you have some questions, just hit me up on Instagram at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Ask your questions. I'll, I'll give you some feedback, some direction. You can give it a shot. If you want to try to make progress without tracking, we'll just set up a strategy, tell you how many pounds of protein, how to split up your meals, and then you have at it and you tell me how it's going. If you feel like doing that, just reach out. I'm always available, always happy to answer questions. And uh, I will talk to you guys very soon and happy Papaversary. Thanks for being here. Talk to you next time.